You're listening to another episode of Tacoma FD Podcast. Today's episode that we'll be reviewing will be Season 2, Episode 8, The Crying Game. This is a show that is produced on True TV and premieres every Thursday. Yeah. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about the background of the show? This show was made by Kevin Hovernan and Steve Lemay. They're also the people that did uh, the cult classic Super Troopers. Did they and, do the sequel? Yeah, they did the sequel that came out back in 2018. And so did their uh, company, uh, Broken Lizard, which co- is comprised of Kevin Hovernan, Steve Lemay, uh, Jay Chandra Leshev, and um, Peter Soto and Eric Stall Hansker and basically these are people who make like really dumb movies like Beer Fest as well as another movie named The Slamming Salmons. But thanks to Super Trooper success, they were able to kind of make their bankroll? way like bankroll, bankroll these in things. the Hollywood. Yeah, like uh, they've worked with 20th Century Fox and they've also kind of like had uh, separate parts in uh, TV shows like Curb Your Enthusiasm, Undeclared. Uh, one of them was in the Onion movie. And so they've done these type of films. They've also written, like, Sky High and Strange Wilderness. You know what I learned about Sky High just the other day? You know the guy from Succession, the guy who plays Greg? Yeah. Yeah, he was actually in that movie. Is he the main character? No, 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 no. He's not not famous enough to be the main character. But he just got an Emmy nomination for Succession. And it was weird to find out that he was, like, a kid back then. So he's actually kind of old. Because that movie came out in, like, 2006. Yeah. Heffernan and Lemay wanted to make a show about firefighters uh, because they wanted to kind of make it like one of those mockumentaries where it's like kind of going through a dull life. Like, for example, Tacoma FD is supposed to take place in one of like the rainiest cities. Yeah, Washington, uh, Tacoma. Yeah, Yeah. Tacoma, Washington. So they thought that'd be funny that if they were firefighters just kind of like standing around struggling to figure out what to do. Yeah. Kind of be like the office in that way and stuff. I, I agree with you. One of the things that was obvious is that this is a shoestring budget because most of the episode was them sitting in a group circle as okay. sh- inside a building. And when and when shows do that and they have shoestring budgets, this does have like a talented cast to it. Was it a lot of improv, I was assuming? Okay, so if I had to compare this to a lot of TV shows, because I can think of a lot of them just like it, I would say it's like Angie Tribeca, Bajillion Dollar Properties, Children's Hospital, Flipped, that Queeby show that we yeah. reviewed earlier. One of the uh, one of the reviews that I read compared it to Vice Principles. Uh, I would say Vice Principles is darker and it's also more scripted. Like this would not be, do, this would do children hospital children's hospital jokes where they would do fart jokes, or the ongoing joke in this episode was that Lucy, the captain's or yeah, so the chief's. Uh, daughter is working for him at this point as a firefighter yeah and she gets injured on the job in the first scene and for the whole episode her voice is low like (laughs) very low and they make a lot of jokes about that and having her do like honest trailers oh oh wait okay so yeah yeah like transformers types uh (laughs) of of lines and stuff yeah yeah like autobots assemble stuff like that so but this you was this filled with like immature jokes or was yeah, it yeah absolutely like, yeah okay so it's definitely just one of those uh type of shows i was going to ask because it's one of those types. well of shows. what i mean by that is that like do you think that this is a show that could get like a cult following kind of like bms did where it's just so like outlandish but no because it, they're they're falling back on kind of the same plot lines that you see repeated a lot on comedy shows 
it's nothing spectacular, but if you're into that sort of comedy, which I sort of am because I don't mind just laughing at stupid stuff, then you'll definitely find a, a place to go. So, like, things that you'll find answered in this, this episode are, like, who's more famous, Stallone or Gosling? Or what would you do if you found out that your sister was your mom? <laughs> and then also, like, they they had this funny bit where they were comparing Punky Brewster to Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. And basically saying that Punky Brewster was a better show than Breaking Bad, <laughs> which I've never seen Punky Brewster, but the way I think about it is like horsing around. Yeah. In the BoJack right, Horseman course, show, yeah, where yeah. it's just this like really dumb. Just, yeah, like family comedy almost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This has a lot of uh, talent. Like I said, Eugene Cordero is someone from Other Space, Vigilant Dollar Properties, House of Lies, Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, Marcus Henderson, who was Get Out. He was the grandfather in Get Out, but in the um, African-American's body. And that has... Uh, Wait, G- so Gabriel the guy Corbin. who plays... Uh, what was his name in this show? His name is Smith, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he, his, he was probably my favorite character, along with the guy who played Ike Crystal. I think I'm getting his name yeah, right as yeah. well. Because they did the scene where they were acting out the mom and the grandma telling uh, the Hawaiian dude's um, secret, which is that he was actually the son of the sister, who he, who he thought it was his sister. Yeah. Yeah. And so when they acted it out, they asked if they could use accents or if that was racist. <laughs> and both of them immediately launch into Jamaican accents <laughs> instead of Hawaiian accents, but they call the white guy out on it, um, Ike. And he immediately is like, I'm not racist, I'm not racist. And then they're like, you're doing a Jamaican accent. And then he switches to an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> and it just ruins, like, the the entire idea of them trying to fix this connection between the family. Um, and it was just funny, yeah. So, yeah, and uh, on January 10th, 2018, True TV announced that they had given a show a pilot order. Um, and it also, so Heffernan and Lemmy's are executive producers, in the first season, it had a total viewership of around 700,000 to 800,000 viewers per episode. That's a, that's a lot for a true TV yeah, show, Yeah, but right? that's, a, that's a total viewership. I think total viewership also counts, like, the delayed viewings. Uh-huh. So, you know, upon rewatch. And it's actually... Uh, what does it have on IMDb? Like, what's its rating? Uh, an 8.0. Really? With so yeah, 2,255 votes. And that's, and that's what I'm thinking. Because when I go into Rotten Tomatoes, I see that it has two Rottens, one tomato. It doesn't have a consensus because it's not at five reviews yet um but i i want to ask this feels like it's a divided tv show like you're either gonna love this thing or you're gonna hate this thing um i don't know if that's the case it just uh it's it's got a lot of people that you would expect to see in like improv type scenarios like i'm not sure if this show is fully scripted or anything but it did seem like there were a good amount of scenes that could have had different vibes that that people just threw in stuff yeah, that, yeah, for their own sake sense, yeah. yeah and then the, you had bobby winhand show up at the very end i was gonna ask are there any guest stars because they've gone a, a lot of guest stars on this show okay tell me some of the guest stars they've some got. of the guest stars that they've gone have been martin star jimmy tatro okay uh, martin star from freaks and geeks and also uh, silicon valley yeah and then you have the jimmy tatro guy from uh, american vandal Okay. You also have um, big names on this thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, they're people that are inside the business, as like we kind of said. May have, that they have connections. Yeah. The comedy bang bang crowd. Um, another thing I wanted to point out was that there were some jokes that weren't really talked about, but that were definitely there. For instance, all the firefighters except for Eugene Cordero's character have mustaches, and yeah. I'm sure that's on purpose. Yeah. And then you also have, uh, as I said. 
it, they're firefighters, but all the situations they're called out on, which is one at the beginning where someone's like drugged up in a car, and then there's one later on where Bobby Moynihan's about to jump off a building because he's depressed, and neither of those have anything to do with fires. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the basis of yeah, the show, though, right? but I'm pretty sure that the people who talk to you when you're about to jump off a building are, like, part of the police department. Like, they could probably have the fire department there to set up that giant bouncy thing that they set up at the bottom because yeah. they did the same thing here in this episode, and he ended up falling uh, to at the end of the episode because he was trying to give the guy a hug because yeah. they had worked things out <laughs> and they both ended up falling. Oh, okay, so it's like kind of those setup jokes. Yeah, yeah um, they, as I said, that Stallone uh, Gosling thing was also a back and forth that they did between uh, Bobby Moynihan and uh, the guy who played the chief. And uh, <laughs> apparently, I, I, if you think about it, who's more famous, Stallone or Gosling? Well, I would say Stallone because he's been around longer. Yeah, but like modern day, you got La La Land, you got The Notebook, and these are both names that Bobby Moynihan brought up. I mean, yeah, I think it depends on the crowd that you're kind of talking to. Mm-hmm. But I think that was their point. Um, the name of the show is The Crying Game, which is basically because of the first scene where there was she got the lower voice because mm-hmm. she was a hit. Uh, they had to do this counseling session with the whole peer group, which is only like six or seven of them total. And they all had, like, just really dumb stuff that they had to talk about. And obviously you had Eugene Cordero's um, main storyline of him and his sister mom. But you also had uh, Smith talking about his dream about a train pulling in and out of a, like, uh, station or something. And, like, it was obviously just, like, an, an, well, yeah, a, it's sex, a sex joke. Yeah. yeah, a sex joke. And it comes in later because... Um, the chief says something like, who, who uh, was the host of Soul Train? And then he looks at the African-American guy, who's Smith, <laughs> and, and Smith's like, why would I know the guy who hosted Soul Train? And then he's like, oh, wait, is it because of my train dream? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So there, was, there were a couple so of good I, So I was going to ask, like, is this a show that is mostly a comedy but has dramatic points, but it doesn't no, seem like it no is? Drama, no really. drama at like, all. A, the most drama we get is Muwani's character when he finds out about his grandma and his sister and that's during when he's getting his butt waxed by them so (laughs) okay and they because they run a brazilian shop or whatever where they do brazilians it's it sounds like a complete farce uh the thing that i find interesting though about the uh the show is that they actually have interviewed like firefighters and firemen even q from practical jokers ended up on the show who was also a fireman um to kind of like see where they can put in comedy throughout the whole entire episode uh episodes like, they get 20 stories, they say, and then they just kind of, like, differ it out throughout there. I tell you not to be cynical, but that does kind of sound like they're just itching for things to say about the show. Like, I would just, wouldn't be surprised if the majority of what they write is just written by the, the it's not one of those doctor shows where you need to make sure that I, the medical facts are correct. Because I was going to ask, like, is it possibly, like, scrubs where they say medical terms, but... They, they didn't say medical term because or, her larynx was messed up from the hit, but that was that was nothing to do with firefighting, really. I meant more like firefighter terms or like things that they have. But, mm-hmm. uh, like, for example, one of the stories they know is that there was a Tacoma firefighter on one shift who went to, like, a quarantine house and then was exposed. So when he went back to the station, he... Uh, exposed to COVID? Exposed to COVID, yeah. And, he tested and they talked about that in the show? Uh, well, when they had an interview about the show. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And so one of the things is, is that he tested positive for COVID. So one of their ideas for a TV show was, 
what if that person or uh, like a firefighter went into uh, work one day and then exposed everyone to covid and then before they went home like they all had to be quarantined for 14 days so that's kind of like the uh, joke that they were like thinking about and that's how they kind of go about um making their episodes yeah i definitely could see them actually doing a zoom episode too like in real life and then basing it off that yeah it's funny you say that because the show actually ran into some trouble in terms of like airing um when the COVID 19 thing happened uh because they were able to film all the episodes but um the editing place after like the third episode or so was shut down so then they brought everyone home remotely and then uh they started airing episodes on March 26th, but had to stop because then, uh, like, how long is the season then? Uh, it's 13 episodes. The and first it, one was, was it going to be 13 episodes? Yes, the whole it, time? yeah, it was going to be. All right, so and, they were able to complete it, that's and that's good. why that's why people are happy about it because like they feel like it's getting since it's getting more episodes, it's going to be renewed for a third season, which it hasn't yet been. But post production facilities started shutting down, so they had to just stop airing the episodes, and then from there on out, just literally do the whole entire shows at home and see yeah. how it goes i don't know if i said it but another show that it sort of reminded me of was brooklyn 99 yeah as far as the office type humor that they had going on because a lot of it was behind the scenes not during the middle of a uh, fire f- when they're called out on a on a mission or whatever yeah. yeah so you got a lot of character development that was happening in this episode but like what you said there's no overall story that's going on yeah it, it seemed like in this episode we were supposed to believe that the chief was kind of scared for his daughter because of this ridiculous like first scene that didn't actually carry any weight whatsoever like it was just the they they surrounded the car like cops basically and asked this guy to get out of the vehicle and then they asked the girl to go in to kind of convince him to egg him out but he's so high that he just knocks her in the throat with just like a little hand jab and that's the precedence (laughs) for everything calling this whole meeting of or sesh counseling session so it relies a lot on like exaggerations then that's for, yeah uh, that's what i'm getting at is basically that this is not really indicative of a serious situation oh another thing i wanted to bring up was that the show made fun of the next door app which is basically like facebook but for your community that you're that you live in right because everyone's supposed to have the app yeah but it, whenever it's made fun of it, it's always the same joke which is that people get too nosy with it or that they use it for the stupidest reasons right, like yeah. they try to get jobs that way or they're like uh can anybody use my son for gardening or something like that or for yeah mowing the and, lawn? and most of the times it's also like used for like if a cat maybe gets out or something yeah but the joke was that the hawaiian family would constantly find out about the firefighters like next place that they were going to be at because of the next door app like they found out about bobby moynihan committing or trying to commit suicide because they had read on the next door app that someone was trying to kill themselves they thought it was the their son because uh (laughs) so yeah yeah because he had found out about it and he was going to be depressed about it um i like those kind of jokes because uh my dad has the next door app and he kind of yeah he does that yeah he doesn't yeah. well yeah. He's, he's not as like he trolls the next door app <laughs> basically yeah um what would you say the age demographic is for this show because actually like between the uh, 18 to 34 age range it's um one of the top new cable rated uh like premieres of 2018 to 2019 uh tv 14 dl is what pops up beforehand so everybody above 14 is able to watch it without any problems Right. Well, no. But I, mean, I, I uh, honestly, I thought it would be like for like kids, like high schoolers and stuff, who are yeah, just watching right. it to kind of, I don't know, like a Scrubs type deal, like you yeah. said earlier. 
yeah, it's not too uh, serious, and you don't need to be paying attention to it to understand it or catch a joke every once in a while. So it's basically just something you can have on in the background. and. Yeah, apparently the chief cried when Ichiro retired, and that made me laugh because I was, like, out of the blue. It didn't have anything <laughs> to do with, except that they live in Washington. Yeah, so that makes more sense now. So does it rely, I, because... When I think of Super Troopers, I think of, like, really dumb, like... Uh, Have you seen Super Troopers? No, but okay. I, I obviously know about it. Um, and I think of, like, also <clears throat> gross-out humor and stuff like that. Does it also rely on that aspect, or does it... Uh, no, not in this episode, at least. This episode was more, like, jokes of the old guy coming in. He wasn't too old. He was, like, in his 40s, but he was like, I'm woke AF. <laughs> and then later on, they're talking about that guy and Bobby Moynihan from the top of the things. He says... He sounds woke AF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Um, they do a good job tying in things. They're not subtle about the jokes that they make. So, for instance, the girl thing with the voice, her voice is just low the entire time. And she's very intimidating. And, and her dad doesn't want to hang out with her because, he <laughs> yeah. So, it's, it, it's funny. But then at the end, she's doing a lip sync to some song because it's still got a low voice, but her voice is recovered. But then her dad challenges her to a tetherball fight, hits her in the neck again, and, and it's back. Like, immediately, her voice is back. Yeah. And that's, that's, where they, how they end the that's how they end the episode yeah. yeah it's just a joke yeah i wanted to ask does the show like obviously it has these plots going on but does it more just kind of rely on scenes for like the viewer to get by or does it actually like want you to get invested in the plots as it has no you could probably just get by if you watch like five seconds of it it's it's not it doesn't take too much brain power but I would still recommend it, and I think people should check it out if they haven't at least seen an episode of it, and if they're in this type of humor, this sort of Death Valley type of humor. Um, it doesn't have anything, it doesn't have a budget, so it's not going to have any cool spe special effects or anything. Right, but I know that also uh, some other stars are like Jeff Dunham who show up on the show, so you might like catch some people some that people you know. Some people from the league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. at some right. point. Uh, I think that'll do for this episode. I think we've covered basically everything that we need to. And I don't want to go over what the actual episode runs because I think it's only like 24 minutes and we're already yeah, at 18 yeah, minutes. So yeah. might as well just cut it here. All right. Well, if you like the podcast, uh, let us know and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.